In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our passage from Mark's Gospel today is uh, used to be two passages, or two weeks in the lectionary. Um, they combined it, so next week we could hear of the passage of Herod um, beheading John the Baptist, which never used to be in the lectionary a long time ago, but a long time ago, you know, 10 years ago, whatever. Um, but in, and so it's, it's, it's an interesting um, combination of, of rejection and, and mission, right, that, that takes place when we read these, when we read this passage together, um, or these passages together in, in the lectionary. And one, on the one hand, you have the rejection of Jesus in Nazareth, who is amazed at their unbelief and amazed not in a good way, but sort of shocked that 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 you can continue not to believe. Um, that your familiarity with who I am, Jesus is the Messiah, um, gets in the way of everything. And um, partly this is this is to do with familiarity, and partly it's to do with with expectation. Nazareth was a very um, maybe even more conservative toward um, the kingdom of God coming and, and, and having a political sort of ramification of, of eliminating Rome and, and bringing forth the new, the new kingdom, bringing forth the, the power of, of Israel being lifted up um, in the world and, and return to prominence and, and wealth and glory. And that this is indeed what was going to happen. And the things that that Jesus was saying um, didn't didn't jive. Remember in Luke's gospel, where this sort of sort of the parallel of this passage that's expanded a little bit, where Jesus goes and reads the passage of Jubilee, um, that the kingdom of God is at hand, that um, the blind will see and the lame will walk and the dead will be raised and poor will hear, you know, the glory of, of God and the prisoners will be set free and all of that. Um, that, that comes in the year of Jubilee uh, and says, today this, this passage is, is fulfilled in your hearing. Um, they want to throw Jesus off cliff, right? Because this, this is not what they wanted. This is not what they were expecting. They weren't expecting a, a kingdom of, of healing and a kingdom of, of promise and a kingdom in some ways that, that, said that Gentiles were going to be included. Um, in Nazareth, they were not interested in Gentiles being included in anything. And, and so this is, this is the, new, um, w- the new reality of, of what the kingdom of God is as far as Jesus is putting forth. And, and people in Nazareth say, who do you think you are, right? We know who you are. We know your mother. We know your brothers. We know your sister. Who are you? You know, and he could do nothing, right? Except a, a couple deeds of healing and cure a few sick people, and he's amazed at their unbelief. I'm astounded at, at how they this this town where he grew up, that was supposedly right, supposedly holy, right, supposedly really committed to to listening 
and following the promises of God, of seeking the promises of God. And indeed, um, we know churches like this today, and the church has certainly been like this through the years as they've um, continued to to hold up things, institutions like slavery and um, and and using sort of the scriptures as as basis for that even. Um, using scripture as a basis to oppress women, oppress children, do, to do a, a variety of things, right? And, and, and so the, it, it's not a big shock that, that Nazareth falls into this, but this is what we have here, right? We have, we have sort of the, the fundamentalist church that, that seeks to follow all the rules and doesn't want to accept the grace and promise and hope of God that God offers. And, and they reject it. And so the mission of Jesus falls right into this. As Jesus sends out the 12, two by two, and gives them authority over the unclean spirits and orders them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals, not to put on two tunics. Wherever you enter a house, stay there till you leave it. If you're not welcome and they refuse to hear you, shake off the dust that's on your feet as a testimony against them. And they went out and proclaimed that all should repent and they cast out many demons and anointed many with oil who were sick and cured them. And so Jesus says, in, in this um, passage here, which shouldn't be taken as a as sort of um, the formula for how we continue to do mission, I have um, this is this is this is a specific time and place um, where Jesus is is calling the disciples to do this to take nothing to depend completely totally on the hospitality of others who want to hear this message um, and to shake the dust off feet not in, not in judgment um, though it says you know sort of as a testimony against them but but it isn't really a judgment it's really just like fine right. We got other places to be. We people want to know the message that, that of the kingdom of God. And if you don't want to hear it, um, if you want to reject it, like the people of Nazareth, there's people who want to hear it. We need to get going. And that's what this this is. This is this is um, an urgency of of preparing people for the kingdom that's at hand. Um, it's not the way that that. Generally speaking, we're called to do mission today. Although sometimes there's 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 a time for urgency um, in in mission in our communities when there's disasters or, or other real needs that need to be met. But but by and large now, considering the Holy Spirit is available for everybody, um, a lot of times more more so than than urgency of of just of of just hitting somebody with you know with a bullhorn to to repent kingdom of God is at hand, um, is develop relationships to, to be that, to be that force. I have, I have friends who've, who've served, who still serve, who serve in Tunisia, which is a primarily a Muslim country, um, as missionaries. And they've been there for, for 20 years, um, over 20 years at this point. And, and, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's a commitment of time to, to be planted, um, where, where this, where indeed the kingdom of God grows slowly from a mustard seed into into a bush, where um, 
you need to develop relationships to be a witness of, of Christian love and, and joy and peace um, to, to a world around you. Um, but in this case, the mission of God is urgent. Go, heal, cast out demons, proclaim that the kingdom's at hand. Don't take anything because you don't have you don't have time to sort of rest on your laurels. Take advantage of the hospitality that people will give you because they they um, want to know the kingdom of God and stay in that place. And the reason you stay in that place isn't isn't so you just sort of have this relationship with one pe- person, right? Every time every time there's there's um, a dinner or or activity in somebody's house all through the scriptures lots of people show up right i mean the the community starts to come and so that's what this is as, as well right this is this is when you when you go into uh, someone's house and somebody re- receives you stay there because that person is going to let everybody know that you're there and they and they come right brian stevenson um in, in his book, uh, Just Mercy, which is also a movie, talks about when he's uh, defending um, a prisoner on death row and um, trying to get his appeal overturned, uh, went to his, his family and, and met with his family. And then they took him uh, to this house and everybody was there. The whole community was there because they wanted to hear about the injustice. They wanted to hear about um, things that had taken place. They wanted to share their experience of, of, of the injustice that had happened in Walter's life. And so, um, you know, all these people gathered um, and came from, from near and far to, to see him um, when he was at this house. This is the same type of thing that's going to happen here. Um, people are going to come. People are going to come and you want to know where they are. You don't need to be just out in the street meeting people. You want people to come so you have a venue to proclaim the kingdom of God until it's time to go on. And, and then you go on to the next, the next village and they receive you and, this, and the thing repeats. So people begin to hear and proclaim. And if somebody doesn't want to receive, if somebody doesn't want to hear, if somebody doesn't want to listen, shake off your feet because you got to get going, right? Right. That's sort of like, I got to go. You don't want to hear? That's fine, but I got to go because people do. And, and even if there isn't the urgency in our society today where we have to shake off our feet because we got to move so fast, um, there is there is a reality that we need to take some of this some of this very serious. Uh, of we do spend a whole lot of time um, running from place to place, uh, trying to get to get people to listen, or trying to appease to people who aren't interested in listening, um, instead of instead of being still in a place and allowing people to come, and allowing people to hear, and allowing people to receive. And this is this is one of the reasons we have churches, 
right? A lot of times, every once in a while, people will start bemoaning churches. We don't need churches. Um, you know, the, we, are the, we are the church of God. We are the body of Christ, which is true. We are the body of Christ. Therefore, we don't need a building. We can just go out and, and meet anywhere. Um, but there's something to having a place, whether it's a, it doesn't have to be a, you know, a church per se, but it has to be a church, has to be a place. It can be a house church. It can be a church building. It can be, you know, you know, a little, a little office space downtown, but a place where people know that, that if they want to hear about Jesus, if they want to be prayed for, if they want hope and peace and love, that they, they can come and, and it's available here. And and we need to put that forth. We need to create those spaces where where we're we're here. Um, this is why why it's so good to be back. While while as much as it's been great to have online, that here you know we are here at ten thirty every Sunday morning, even on YouTube. Um, we need we need to be in a church, in a place where, where healings can take place, where prayers can be received, where the body and blood of Jesus can be consumed, where the sacramental realities of the presence of God shine forth, where we can sit and adore God by being in, before the Blessed Sacrament, where we have coffee with one another. I'm very pleased that foyers is going so well. And, and while this doesn't seem to be a very spiritual thing because we don't talk about necessarily God, there's no program, there's no Bible study. It's, it's an important time where the spiritual vessels of God's love, where the spirit who dwells within us, we are all together sharing a meal, sharing our lives, telling stories, getting to know one another on, on deeper and personal levels. And so it's good to come to a place to gather, to be. And this is what Jesus is, is talking about as much as anything as well. Go. Go quickly, but go quickly and then be. And then pray. And then heal and then cast out demons and proclaim the kingdom of God is at hand to all who want to hear because there are many of them. And if people don't want to hear, don't waste your time with them. Go to the ones that want to hear. We come with these passages on this, this day of independence, right? The 4th of July. And, and there's something about, about freedom and liberty that, that these passages ring out as well. There's times when, when we become like Nazareth in our lives, right? We sort of take on the British mentality of you're our, you're our, 
subjects. I'm the king. You'll do what I say, whether you like it or not, right? Until a revolution took forth. And that's sort of what Nazareth was, was, was um, sort of reflects a little bit. Or they reflect they're just being the revolutionaries, you know, but, but that can go, that can go too far as well. Um, where everything is just about, about freedom and liberty and wealth and the pursuit of happiness of gain um, for ourselves, so long as you're a white male. Right. Um, and then there's the other message. The message that I that I pray that we we continue to embody um, now that that with freedom comes the generous spirit of proclamation for justice, for healing the sick, for casting out the evil of this world, and for declaring that God's kingdom is at hand. That the spirit of God is upon you that that can give you liberty. Maybe it doesn't give you wealth. Maybe it doesn't give you power. Maybe it doesn't give you the happiness that you envision by flying down the river on a jet ski, but it's the glorious reality that God's presence dwells within you, that you've been set free from sin and bondage and given a new life and given liberty and justice that, that God has claimed you as his as his own that you are are god that your your true independence comes primarily by your dependency and your your blessing on god um through god um through jesus and and so um i pray this this fourth of july that you may you may seek um to live fully into that into that glory of of knowing that we've been set free in Jesus but that freedom comes with a cost not just of the blood of Christ but with the cost of you living to set others free to proclaim um, justice and liberty to them as well amen <laughs>